Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me is always are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. P Features. Hello, Internets. Ooh, that one like built up. Did you hear that? It was like, Ooh. it was like this, like the smoke monster from um, Evil Dead. <laughs> and then there's Mauer. Beep you. No, I don't like that cadence. Do it Listen, again. we got to got to keep this quick. We're on a schedule today, man. Come on. Let me hear it again. Beep you. That still sucks. Baby Huey. Beep you. <laughs> What's going that, on? Any better. Beep you. It's actually becoming more nasally and higher pitched each time you do it. Beep you. You're starting to sound like new news. All right. Beep you. <laughs> it's it's Wednesday, so what does that mean, bitches? That means we've got new news. And we got a shit ton news. of it. I stole it from you. <laughs> Look at me. did not happen. steal the new news from me. I'm you just shocked that Features is wearing shirt. I know. I'm. You know what? There's a lot oh, less no, skin the shirt features on. in this He has sleeves on. The, the OnlyFans must not have been working for him today. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we got plenty of things to talk about. Like uh, the uh, we were all shocked by the Snyder Cut is actually a thing. And uh, all you fans out there can say goodbye to Harley Quinn. Ooh. And I can't say his name more than once because he's going to appear. But Neil Adams <laughs> finally gets his hands on Fantastic Four. Dude, if Neil Adams walks out of my bathroom now, I'm going to be so confused. <laughs> well, so, I, we'll explain that joke yeah. when we get to it. But let's get into comics like we normally do. To start us off, let's talk Arrowverse and let's talk The Flash. What is going on with comics, Arrowverse, and Flash? So The Flash is going to get the Arrow treatment, as it's been trying to do the whole time. And it's going to get uh, 24 issues, or it's had 24 issues of in-between season one episodes. So it's going to be the uh, season zero arc. Um, the cool thing is, is they're non-canon. Uh, it's kind of like book tie-ins to movies where the books reflect what happens in the show, but the show doesn't reflect what happens in the books. And you're going to have a bunch of different like little mini story arcs. Um, so the first one is going to be uh, the supervillain Mr. Bliss. Uh, he and his minions attack the citizens of Central City. Uh, who are blamed for the financial collapse of his circus. Um, the CW version of Bliss was a former ringmaster for the Central City Circus, and the particle accelerator gave him the ability to create frightening hell, uh, hallucinations. Now, originally in the comics, he was an incubus um, when he debuted back in Starman number seven. But you're also going to get stories with an Arrow and Felicity team up against drones and the Hydro Hunter. You're going to get uh, a story with King Shark and the Suicide Squad, hmm. Captain Cold and Heatwave, and a few more. So it's just cool to see, without a budget, what the stories would be. But they're not canon, right? They're like, not canon. This has nothing to do with the Arrowverse at all. 
Well, like I said, it everything that happened in the show would be reflected in these comics, but the comics don't reflect what happened in the show. Kind of like the Power Rangers thing where it was in between. They couldn't do anything to change what happened on the show, but they were taking cues. Correct. Yeah, all the cur- current Power Ranger comics take place in between episodes. But it was never referenced in the show, so... Correct. Uh, so it's it's just cool. Anything we can do to get more of the Arrowverse, in my opinion, I'm all down for. Yeah, ever since Arrow's gone, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a topic for another time about you know the new Arrowverse. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Other than The Flash, I'm not really into it. And even that, even the Flash is like, I like it because it's Flash, but it's all but the CW stink is all over it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I have a feeling that uh, with Justice League Dark going on to uh, HBO, we might get some of the CW characters getting their own shows since they have no care anymore for what happens in movies and other things. They're just going to do their own thing. But, Which is uh, great. It's what we needed to happen for a long time. Yep. And I have a feeling that is DC moving forward. They threw in the towel. Uh, but. In Marvel news, are we going to just bounce back and forth, or you want to stick with DC for a little longer? Oh, oh is there more DC? Did I miss it? Yeah, there's there's Harley Quinn. What's going oh, on with Harley Quinn? See, I didn't care issue. about that. I mean, it was in the, it was something that we brought up as clickbait. Yeah, well, she's dead. <laughs> I killed her. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so what really happened? Anybody? So Jenna, Har- I know her last issue came up. Like I know so, she's not like. Yeah, it's going to be. It's delayed still with COVID nineteen. Uh, but the 75th issue will be the last Harley Quinn issue. Um, there was a tweet from the creator saying, basically, it's not a sad thing. Um, hey, y'all, I'm hammer smashing the embargo to break news that Harley Quinn is over with issue 75. Final issue, he tweeted. No worries and tears. This has been a plan for almost a year, and we're celebrating with one of Harley's biggest issues of all time. Big sappy goodbyes. Another day. Thanks to DC for letting me tell you all first. Recaps, uh, Harley 75 is the last issue, but there's going to be more. Um, and at the end, he's like, the cure still rules. Stay home, wear a mask, love y'all. So now, pretty much this just means that we're going to get another issue one Harley Quinn in, what, a year? A couple months? Well, it might be sooner than <laughs> that because he also teased a new direction and creative team uh, for the character with a following tweet saying, this is a happy ending for all. I'm moving on to some very cool secret projects. No hints. And Harley is moving on to one of my favorite creators and people. No hints. So it's a perfect occasion for a new number one. And I'm absolutely thrilled about where Harley is headed. Man, I, this, when Mauer does the research for the show, it's pretty incredible how much gets thrown out. Mauer, what's going on with Deceased? <laughs> Let's keep on DC. What's going on with Deceased of the Justice League? Justice League Dark sequel? Yeah. Uh, so I was not reading this storyline, The Unkillables. <laughs> So this is... Wait, hold on. Is Mike Drop Mauer is about to, about to pick his mic back up? Yeah, so this is the Unkillables uh, line that's on right now. Basically, it ends with you seeing Constantine, Zatanna, and Dr. Fate with their kids and hinting that that's going to be like a follow-up to it. So you're going to get a Dark Justice League with them, Zatanna opening her school of magic, Fate's towers there, um... And Dr. Fate is keeping Diana and the horde that she's leading out of wherever the mystical realm they're at is. 
I do like the fact that they're opening up the deceased landscape. Like, I'm glad that that just wasn't a one-off and that was it. I mean, I know they were, it was just the success of the book would really dictate what the, uh, the future of it would be. But I do like the fact that the writers kind of already had an idea, like, this is going to survive. This isn't going to be some throwaway zombie story. Well, it's kind of funny. It's almost the <laughs> same exact path that Marvel zombies took. They wrote it yeah. as a one-off. Um, the p- audience loved it. It was super popular. And then they found a, an even broader way to you know, present it with the history behind it and all the different multiverses and bringing people in. Like This is just taking what works and doing it again. But I feel with DC, it's just being executed a little bit better. Let's do this. Hold on. Keep, hold that thought. In October, when we start doing Halloween-y things, Let's do a whole breakdown of Marvel Zombies versus Deceased, which is a better story, because I haven't revisited Marvel Zombies in years. So funny thing is, I just reread the first one the other night. I was like, I want something to read real quick that I don't have to pay too much attention to. And it's still to this day a good story. So I like that idea. Let's let's have a let's have a fight of the of the comic zombies later on. All right. Um, all right, let's bring it back over to Marvel. Let's talk about one of my uh, one of my favorite writers and one of my one of my favorite <laughs> artists who I for some reason just always run into in the bathroom. Let's talk about Mark Wade. Wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. You turn the page. You wash your hands. <laughs> and Neil Adams. Um, so they're getting together for a Fantastic Four book. Yes. Well, why? Fantastic Four, but the focus seems to be... <laughs> hold on, hold on. I just need Features to say more than one word every other story. Features, do you have something to add for this? <laughs> nah, I don't have anything to add, so I'm just curious as to why they're even... Why Why right now? I don't... Well, I, don't, uh, I can't foresee a Fantastic Four book being a wave right now. Well, with the rumor <laughs> of John Krasinski taking up that being the uh, a new MCU property, I could well, easily see why they're bringing this back. And let's also give you an insight. So Neil Adams has never drawn Fantastic Four. It was always one of the things that he's wanted to do, but never had the opportunity. This book is not just a Fantastic Four book. It's going to be focused on Silver Surfer as well, and a new villain that is going to take, what do they say? Uh, it's Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, and I, Galactus to take down this villain. Dude, you won me over with, with it just being Mark Wade. Like, Mark Wade writer is, I mean, that's why we like The Flash. That's that. <laughs> like, Mark Wade, it, to, Mark Wade to The Flash is, I mean. Did you notice I didn't put in the, what he's written, I didn't put The Flash in there? Uh, you didn't need to because it's Mark <laughs> Wade. <laughs> I put his X-Men I mean, onslaught, put Captain America Every, Rebirth. Everything you like about the, the CW Flash show is because of Mark Wade. And Wally West, might I add. <laughs> Had nothing to do with Barry. Uh, but <laughs> the, the two of them partnering up, I'm, I'm already in. Yeah, I mean, it should be really cool. I like Neil Adams' art a lot. So him doing a Fantastic Four, which in my brain, I always see the Fantastic Four of like that old school comic doesn't matter what they're involved in new to me and my brain. They're always just like the grand pappies of comic books. Um, and I think having Mark Wade and Neil Adams together on it, it'll get a new story for them, but it'll still feel traditional if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what a better team to do it with the fantastic four. Right. And I mean, I feel like that, that is one team that other than Hickman really needs to stay traditional. Well, and we have the rumors that the Silver Surfer movie is actually going to be the way 
that they introduced the Fantastic Four, that we're going to get see Silver Surfer before we see the can, Fantastic Four. Can we just say that we we said that on the show a long time ago, how how great it would be if they introduced the Fantastic Four with the Silver Surfer and reverse it the way they did in the comics? Didn't we already say that? I believe we did. I feel like people should listen to the show because every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> uh, all right, let's stuff. It's like custom things from time to time. You pull the features where you but, just like three words every other uh, every other story. But this um, is also cool because Mark Wade has said I like I like how features is like the hype man of the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just in between things, you just go yeah. <laughs> but take Mark, that, take that, read that. <laughs> but Mark Wade has said he's always wanted to work with Neil Adams. So not only they're working with characters that they love, but the fact that they've always wanted to kind of work together, I think, is going to elevate this comic to the next level. I, I know he hates when I make this joke, but it, that was a very Sheldon moment for, uh, for Mauer right there. He really wanted to get that sentence out, and we weren't letting him do it. No. <laughs> he started turning red. <laughs> Real angry. All right, let, let's move on. Let's, talk, let's keep uh, in Marvel. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about Scorpion. Oh. Uh, features? Where, this, is, this is your Scorpion. Yeah, but they screwed him up. Not really. I mean, it makes perfect sense when you keep, when it go keeping it in line with uh, Ultimate Carnage or excuse me, uh, Maximum Carnage. Yeah. So last we saw Scorpion, he had his spleen ripped out, and Miles Morales was saving him before Morales got taken over by Carnage. Um, at the end of that comic, he said he couldn't feel his legs. So what do you think that means? We get a weird robotic mi- Scorpion legs. Yeah, so we get robotic scorpion legs with it can fly and it has a huge tail that shoots things. I mean, he needs to change up. <sighs> Who cares? It's scorpion. I just feel like scorpion, they, scorpion they did was it cool because of venom, the and he was a he was a second rate venom. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I said it. I Whoa. said what I said. You gonna? Let he him? was a second rate ah. venom. That's my favorite venom. There's, there's literally no lies there. He's, that he's is more not, than your quote of no words or loud features. He's no Eddie Brock, and he and he's no uh, Flash Thompson. I'm sorry, he's he's third rate Venom. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, look, Next I will fight Gordon. you all day. You know what? <laughs> no one cares about you. Apparently, no. Listen, all right. Scor- Scorpion could have been a really dope villain with like a fresh costume, that all green with the stripes. I just felt like where's Waldo with you know one color. And he just shows up flipping his tail around. They were writing him really, really well before he became Venom and right after he was Venom. Um, he was more of a violent character. Uh, they almost were taking him the Victor Zaz type personality. To so, me, this is just setting up for whatever the next Spider-Man movie is going to be. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it is if all of these things are just advertisements for whatever the movies are. I mean, we've seen it with Moon Knight. Look, Moon Knight is all of a sudden all over Marvel, all over the place. A character who very rarely gets his day in the sun, and yet he's got a breakdown video on their website. He's in the this venomized cartoon for Spider-Man. Listen, like, let's talk everywhere. about the new Avengers comic that came out today. It opens up in Kun Lun with Moon Knight you know, meditating. Danny Rand comes up and he goes, you know, I hear that you tripped every camera and alarm on your way up here. So obviously you wanted me here. And he's like, yeah, I'm seeking the Iron Fist. And he goes, oh, you can just call me Danny Rand. And Moon Knight gets up, socks him in the face. He's like, no, I seek the Iron Fist. So the the comic's kicking off with Moon Knight going after the power of the Iron Fist. I mean... So the Iron Fist of Khonshu (laughs) is about to wreak havoc in the Marvel Universe. I kind of love the idea. I kind of love that idea. All right. Uh, Okay. 
We, we uh, by let's talk about these new Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, since Baby Huey's with us, let's get into some Power Rangers news. Let's Power Power Rangers, Baby Huey. What is this? What am I looking at? This is really weird looking. So we have uh, issue number fifty three. Uh, Lord Zed has once again created Dark Rangers. Uh, he did that before in uh, Green No More, and those costumes were horrible. They were like literal spandex on like four humans. You was it? Were they Psycho Rangers? Or are, they, are they different? I'm sorry. They're, are they are they different than the Psycho Rangers? Or yes, yeah. Okay. So these these Dark Rangers are in, infused with like dark power, you know, compared to the light power what Zordon gives out. Uh, but this time he's decided to take Rita and everybody else and make them the Rangers. So he made Rita will be the Red Ranger, uh, Goldar will be the Yellow Ranger, uh, Babu will be the Black Ranger. Squat blue and Finster will be the pink ranger. Who, who, and who, I feel, what? I feel like they just ripped off the plot of Guyver 2 Dark Hero. <laughs> <laughs> will they all have Z's on them like the new putties did? They did. They, they okay, all have I mean, Z's they will, on yes. Them. Yep, this is Guyver 2. These, this is Guyver Zoonoid territory right here, gentlemen. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> now, the big question is we have red, yellow, blue, pink, black. Does that mean Zed at the end of this is going to be the white slash green ranger? No, that's Shredder. Duh. <laughs> Yo, Shredder no, looks badass. As, Shredder is badass as the uh, Green Ranger. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right, let's move into some TV news. Uh, first off, who watched uh, Jeff John's Stargirl? Huey I know did. Huey did. I did not Huey. get a chance. I'm going to be watching it tonight. I'm going to tell you right now. If, <laughs> I'm enjoying it's, it. It's so cliche, though. It's like, okay. In Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, when he's learning about his powers, that's the first half of the show, right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And then it's Riverdale, <laughs> right? It has definitely the aesthetics of Riverdale. It's, it's got some high school I, drama in it. It's the, every high school drama. It's, it's like Jeff Johns just, just went into like the, adult, uh, the young adult section of a bookstore and just was like, <laughs> all right, what's the most common thing I can find within these books? It's not bad. Like I enjoyed what I watched, but every time, every time something happened, I went, "Oh my god, this is." I hear it looks really good. About this, the visuals on it have been, have been really good, and I was actually yes, I was shocked with Stripe in daylight. Because I, I was shocked that Solomon Grundy was running around. Solomon right Grundy's in this yes, he, he right in the beginning. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> like, does it look like a good Solomon Grundy? Or you don't really Gotham? know because he's like this hulking zombie that's chasing him in the background, and he's really dark. It's hard to see. Yeah, it's in the but, shadows uh, at night. All right, well, at least it's better than Gotham's. I'm going to tell um, you right now, the yes. JSA, don't fare well right in the first 20 minutes. Spoiler alert for the first 20 minutes. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Oof. wow, that's rough. And I hear and it's really it's long just, episodes, too. It, yeah, they're, they are. Well, it's like an hour, but they're 50. The, they're, yeah, they're 51 minutes. I was, I was talking with Mowers like when this because they're going to be aired on CW. So I guess we're going to cut a few minutes out because normal TV shows are about 44 minutes. There's plenty you can cut out. There's plenty. <laughs> Plenty you can cut out of that, man. There's there's so much <laughs> dead space in there. Because again, it's just it's it's a lot of it's cliche fluff. For what for what happens that's fun is really fun, but you gotta get through like that could be a, a 40 minute episode. That could be a 30 minute episode, to be honest. Uh but I mean, I enjoy what I saw. Jeff Johns dead, said that he's obviously open to uh crossovers with uh the Arrowverse in the future, so that's the possibility is there, and that this story takes place, I think, pre-crisis on Earth 2. Okay. So this takes place in the past because it definitely does take place in on Earth 2. That was before they realized that they might be crossing over in the future and they just wrote a story. So yeah, this took back, you know, a year ago. 
Well, it would be very interesting to see all of a sudden, like, she pops up and has no idea where she is, doesn't know where the JSA are. Oh, I mean, you could have cool. some fun with that. You could, yeah. I mean, we've got, we got the trailer, the teaser for her at the end of Crisis saying that this was Earth 2, so no idea of what the timeline so technically, be. technically, they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, keeping that moving, let's talk about what if for Marvel um, before we get into some longer DC Arrowverse stuff. But what if, because it's really fast, uh, there is a freeze frame from a trailer that came out uh, that shows uh, Tom Holland in Hawkeye's costume. So it looks like one of the episodes that we're going to get for uh, the What If series that we're going to get on Disney Plus, the animated what like random stories that could have happened in the MCU, what they would be like, and one of which, just like we have Black Panther and Star Lord merging, now we've got Spider Man and Hawkeye merging. What it if looks good? A way for us to keep the actors still involved without having to pay them a whole lot. I'm going to guess that they're not all going to come back and voice them. Although I would, I bet you Tom Holland, if, if it says Peter Parker on the script, Tom Holland's going to be, that's mine. I'll do it. You don't have to pay me. I'll, I'll, be, I'll just yeah. come there. You guys, you guys want me to be like Spider-Man I'll, again? I'll be Spider-Man until I die, sir. Is anybody excited for Superman and Lois? I am. Are you? So, no, not particularly. Well, you don't like Superman, and that's a, over your three-word limit. I used to I used to like the shows though, but I just I'm not what are they gonna do different? Is it just me or maybe it's just the recording, but does he sound like he's tranquilized? He sounds like he's <laughs> on bear tranquilizers right now. <laughs> he just I don't know if I I kinda I kinda I, I used to like it. I don't know. I mean I did it. He's got like, a very Eeyore vibe going on right now. <laughs> woe is me. Um, I, I used to like Superman. <laughs> I like how they portrayed Superman in Crisis. So I'm hoping that we get more of that in the show. And it's a Superman show. So, yeah, I'm going to want to watch it. Well, it's also the it's also Jonathan Kent, too. I mean, that's the, the most intriguing part to me is them being new parents. I loved Jonathan Kent, young Jonathan Kent and Superman, like having to be a father. I, that whole, I don't, under, I still don't understand why they aged him up because that era that uh, after rebirth of Superman was stellar. It, that was one of the, some of the best Superman we've read in a long, long time. And Jonathan Kent was a big part of that. I hate to say the whiny Superman fans are the reason why it got changed. Oh, is it really? More than likely. A lot of people complained how Superman was being portrayed in that time period. The you can't change Superman, but to me, being a really big Superman fan, it felt more like Superman than he has in years. I completely agree. He was struggling to fit in as a human. You know, being a, a parent of a half-human kid, like you saw the struggles that he was going through. You saw how hard it was for him. And then imagine what his son was going through, not being human, not being alien. Like It came off in such a good way. If they could pull half that off in this show. I want that scene where he accidentally shoots the cat. <laughs> <laughs> he skins his knee. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, I'll put that in the comments or the, the show post. That's poor Jonathan. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's get into movie news and let's just, can we all just, I mean, I, I don't really care about the Justice League movie all but so much, but for those Zack Snyder fans out there, for those that have been fighting for the Zack Snyder cut for as long as you have been, kudos. No, I, mean, I know no, it's such a scary precedent. No, I'm sorry. There's a lot of fans out there that had, like this was their Christmas Eve. 
Like, this was a huge moment for a lot of people. And before we crap on the fact that it does set a really scary precedent, I just want to say kudos. I'm happy for you. You're going to get your thing. Screw you guys, all right? Beep you. Hey, change.org finally got something right. I, no, it's 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 they the fact one, it's one. really the longevity it has not i don't think it has anything to do with change.org or anything like that i think it has to do with the fact that Momoa. the people who've been screaming for the Zack snyder cut have been doing so for so long that, that water brothers was like all right just give them the 20 million just just shut them up just i think it 20 was million i think it was momoa he's been so vocal the past six months <laughs> Not Momoa. You Are you think- kidding me? You think you think Aquaman is the reason that the, there's they said twenty million? Sure, no, absolutely not. They were all vocal. No, the, the no, executives at Warner Brothers, executive at Warner Brothers, did not make their decision because Jason Momoa got vocal. No, they think they can make money with HBO Max. <laughs> That's we'll why see. they did it. There is no. How are you going to? We'll see. What is you going to talk to Jason Momoa about it? <laughs> we'll see if it does well. I don't think it's. I think it's going to still be shit. It might be, but it doesn't change the fact that it's happening, and that's what everybody's been screaming for for years now. Yes, they've been screaming for more disappointment. Well, man, hey, Kudos. we don't know. Look, oh. this is, that, this well, is Zack Snyder's time. Zack Snyder, I mean, he's been, he's been putting those little images out for how long now? This is it. Guys, like, if you just let me if, do what I wanted, you would have seen this. And you know what? This this could also be Warner Brothers' way just to shut him up. Like, see, we gave you what you wanted, and look at it now. I didn't think about that. Like, they feel bad. His daughter, they kind of screwed him over. Here's your little movie. Go, go, play. And who? Hey, maybe it's awesome. Here's the thing. Maybe it's great. I don't know. Probably not. But maybe it'll be great. Was Batman v Superman the extended cut great? I mean, it made sense when you watched the extended cut. But was it great? <laughs> I mean, no. it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 again, new. we've I'm already say the seen same thing his version that, of a movie. I know it's a terrible movie, but I'm going to go with the same thing that Kevin Smith said, that I would rather live in a world that has a BVS than where they never tried in the first place. I'd rather them try and <laughs> fail than them never try at all. Eh, I don't know. I, I, was yeah. fine, but I was fine without it, though. Be, but, I'm being honest. I was fine without it. Like, but then I got it. I was excited at first, and then I seen it, and then, well, you know. Thank you. You added so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's cool that fans that want to see something win, but this <laughs> is real, real scary with what it could do, because now we're already seeing David Ayer going, be real easy for me to put out Suicide Squad, my version. I'm going to say that David Ayers didn't come out and just say that, but he was pressed about that. I have a feeling every director who made a crappy superhero movie is going to get this same question. Like anyone, has anyone heard with Josh Trank? Remember Josh Trank's uh, Fantastic Four? He's not going to say anything because he, I, I want to bet you somebody brings it up. He, check out, a, <laughs> check out a re, an interview with him in 2020. I guarantee you at some point somebody goes, hey, is there a cut of uh, Fantastic Four before they, uh, they pulled your budget? Probably not. Now, Ayers, I think there is a version of his movie that was filmed the way he wanted it. Um, Trank, I think a third of the way through shooting, they were like, okay, you're done. Here's your new movie. Film it or you're fired. So I will say that that Fantastic Four film, if they do put out like a, a different cut of it and we get that rumored scene of like Dr. Doom standing next to Galactus, that. I would probably rewatch it for that. I don't think it would make the movie that much better, though. If but let's act- be let's let's be fair. 
as far as all of these trap crap movies are concerned, they're crap for a lot of reasons. Yes. Justice League is crap for a whole different set of reasons. Like Justice League has is a unique scenario that none of these other movies have. So I don't think it's fair to 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 assume or to pressure studios to make other versions of these movies opposed to the Snyder Cut because that is a dramatically different uh, scenario. Now, Does, uh, with if we are to get a second and third act for Fantastic Four as good as his first act, it would be one of the greatest comic book films ever because that first act was you're talking about. Josh Trank? Yeah. That first yeah, act of Fantastic Four was phenomenal. First I was 45 so, minutes so then, excited. Oof. I'm going, maybe people were wrong. This is amazing. And then nope. act two starts and you go, oh, here's nope. where the poo then, starts. Then, then Doom starts <laughs> blowing up people's heads with his mind and you're like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> what is this? All right. All right. That, that's that. I'm, I'm excited and happy for, for the Snyder Cut fans. I, I'm not too thrilled about the precedent it sets, but hey. It's, it's good news here, and I'm AT&T, so great. I'm going to be able to watch it for free, and that wasn't because I wasn't going to pay for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Birds um, of Prey released some art showing a comic-accurate costume for Huntress. Eh. She, had, she had, like, she looked like, you know what she looked like? She looked like Catwoman in um, uh, Dark Knight Rises, like the way her, her goggles looked. But yeah. that's it. She, she had some ears. That's it. The shirt was a little better, like it had the cross on it. It was at least more than... People wearing normal clothes fighting. Yeah. But let's be honest. If you're if you're this chick who your whole life is revenge, I don't think your focus well, you know, maybe not. I was gonna say <laughs> I don't think I don't think your focus would be is what does my outfit look like? But at the same time, she, she was also practicing her lines in the yeah. mirror, so maybe she would. All the other ones I understand not wearing the costume, but her it was like this was her life's work to go and show them that she's, you know, developed into something and they just shit the bed with the costume so let's talk about let's talk about the the strange mind of sony for a second because like i know that they only really have the spider-man franchise like in their world uh but why in the world would they want to make a jackpot movie because that's the rumor and who the oh hell's jackpot God. Who? Jackpot is a is a minor character that dan slot invented um what, when did she come out 2007 I think 2007. Anyway, point being is she is a throwaway character. If there's ever been one, she took the mutant growth um, hormone, gave her some super strength, and then, you know, one of them died. Two words. Uh, Jessica no. Jones. They're just trying guess, to find their Jessica Jones. I guess, but with all the characters that you could make a movie out of in the Spider-Man universe or the Spider-Man world, I just that's a weird character to go with. All right. Might as well use Prowler. I would do a Prowler movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Prowler. Yeah, and you know what? And, and that also makes a lot of sense. I would absolutely make a Prowler movie because of Into the Spider-Verse. That makes exactly. a that makes that's mic drop features right there. That makes perfect sense. Way, way more than the jackpot. Didn't he die jackpot in the movie? Jackpot features. Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> he died in that movie though, right? Right, but it's not it doesn't take place in their their universe. It would be the MCU. Oh yeah, yep. true. All right. An All- MCU Prowler? Hell yeah. And, we, and it would be, oh my God, it would be um Childish Gambino. Yeah, be Donald Glover. Donald Glover could come back and be Prowler. Dude, that would be incredible. All right. They should <laughs> make that a thing. On right. that note, Menti, do that thing. 
You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice. And that's it, Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Uh, hey, comment, like, rate, subscribe. It all goes a long way. We truly appreciate everybody who takes the time. Thank you so much. Once again, I'm Menti. I'm Features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to go Don't to welcomefireside.com and check out our interview with Todd McFarlane. Oh. It posted yesterday or the day before. I can't remember what day it is right now. So check out that. That's what we've been holding on to for all this time. I didn't know that was coming out already. Yes, it <laughs> I was is. making fun of you. And I'm like, here, say it again. Todd McFarlane. Who? Creator of Spaghetti Webbing. <laughs> Menti and I got the chance to appear on... Uh, the Caliendo cast and ask some really geeky questions. So go to caliendocast.com to check out the first half of it. The second half featuring uh, Menti and myself is on welcome to fireside.com. Go there, check it out. Also this Saturday, we got the chief Mike Zapkick and Ming Chen. Got a busy week. There, you mean Friday? Friday. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Shelter in place, I got shelter in place. Deuces. Alright, dude. Excelsior. <laughs>